1: Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at RonnieK Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We're going to talk about one player on offense and one player on defense that's going to have a sweet year. The reason why I bring this up is, you know, I was roaming through the candy store the other day, and I was looking at some sweet trees because I have a sweet tooth. And then I thought to myself, you know it wouldn't be sweet if the Broncos could actually make the postseason? And if they make the postseason, well, it's probably because of the performance of... These two individuals. So I will get into that. We will also have a guest on the podcast today. But first, I want to talk about our friends at Pro Football Focus. Here's the deal. Okay, PFF Fantasy. They offer the most in-depth stats and analysis to give you a massive edge over your competition. Use their data-driven projections and matchup tools to find their breakout players. And, of course, you can sit back and follow Jeff Ratcliffe's expert rankings all season long. Don't waste another season guessing which players to draft or fade. Use PFF analytics to optimize every draft pick, trade offer, or DFS lineup. Here's the deal, okay? You sign up at pff.com and use the promo code PFF25 to save 25% off. You know, a lot of places they'll let you save like five, ten percent. Not at Pro Football Focus. How about 25% off your order? Are you a high stakes player? PFF Elite access their Green Line game picks for. NFL and college games green line shows you which picks have the highest confidence to beat the spread, money line, and over-under. Join PFF today and prepare to win. Go to PFF.com and use the promo code PFF25 to save 25% off for a limited time. Uh, joining me on the podcast today is going to be uh, Tori Rees. Tori, uh, where can they find you on Twitter? A contributor to MyHighSports.com.
0: Uh, talented Tory.
1: Talented Tory is where you can follow him. Of course, all his Broncos takes and all that jazz. Uh, Tory, let's start with the sweet player on offense, and I'm going to encourage you to not take the low hanging fruit. Okay, uh, who is the one player that could have a sweet year for the Broncos this year? And let's start on offense.
0: Is is a first round pick. A rookie is that low hanging fruit? Mm, I
1: don't think so. I okay. Don't think so because he's a rookie. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we're we're gonna go with Noah Fant. Okay. Um, just because obviously, uh, when we're talking about tight ends in the recent years for the Broncos, it hasn't been too high. Uh, post Julius Thomas, so I think that Noah Fant can can give you maybe not that level of production, but a level higher than what they had last year. And Jeff Hiramman, who only had about 261 yards. Uh, we know that Joe Flacco loves tight ends. Uh, his last real full season uh, with the Falcon, or, or I'm sorry, with the Ravens, Ben Watson caught 61 receptions for 522 yards. So I yeah. think that we can see that level of production. We know no offense is a receiving tight end. He's going to be a red zone target. He had 11 touchdowns in the Big Ten for Iowa. His sophomore year led the Big Ten in touchdowns. So I think we can see somewhere around seven to eight. So that's my sweet player on offense.
1: Well, look, let's be honest. Again, with this Flacco situation, tight ends could be really, really developing here. I mean, he turned uh, you know, Watson, uh, uh, Peta. Uh, Todd Heap was a pretty good tight end. He was pretty but good. Regardless, you get the point. Mm. He turned some tight ends into some pretty good players. Uh, I want to joke and say Brandon McManus because look, he was the best offensive threat in training camp and preseason. Uh, but I will actually pick an offensive player this time, and I will go with Royce Freeman. And I think people are people focus a lot on Philip Lindsay as this 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 guy who could be this this bell cow back and you know he looks great he's from Colorado he has all the mystique around him but man I think a lot of times people don't recognize the actual talent from from Royce Freeman I want, I went and looked back at some of his plays last year and some of the film and he just demonstrates everything you want in a third down uh, in a three down back. He really does size, speed, vision. He's very good in awareness. He is very patient. Um, he had that long run. What was it against? Uh, gosh, against Indy last year or something like that, where he had the. Uh, he was just basically waiting behind two blocks. And I, 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 I love. Look, a, a part of this also has to do with the health of Philip Lindsay. Um, not so much the injury that he sustained, but the fact that you can't run him. 250 300 times a year. You just can't. So it is going to be this back and forth and I always like the the road grader kind of run you over type running back in these kind of duos. Uh, you know, Lightning is great, but I also like, you know, the ground guy who's just going to run you over. Top of that, he's going to get a lot of those red zone attempts as well too. Uh so I really really like Royce Freeman this year as somebody who probably going to have a better year than Philip Lindsay. I, it would not surprise me. Would not surprise me at all. Would that surprise you?
0: No, I don't. I don't think necessarily. I was really high on Royce Freeman um, coming out of Oregon. He was that type of guy in college as well. It was just could he stay on the field and stay healthy? He sustained a couple injuries last year, and then kind of got that that job taken from him by an electric Philip Lindsay last year. But I think if he stays on the field, he is that three down back, and he can. Uh, provide that kind of versatility that the Broncos need, and under Rich Scangarella's system, I think receiving will be a big part of it, and that's something that he can uh, do as well.
1: Yeah, and look, but I I think both of these running backs are going to be set up to have phenomenal years. Yeah. I really do, and particularly maybe Lindsey out of the backfield. But again, it's just kind of one of those things where just don't forget about Royce Freeman, four yards a carry last year. Somebody who is going to get integrated into a system that just can't, just on a silver platter, caters to his kind of style, and I think could be really, really beneficial for the Denver Broncos. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio. That's at R O N N I E the Lyric K. Radio on Twitter, and of course at mileisports.com and the Sports mobile app. I'm going to give you, and Tori's going to uh, gonna give you uh, his sweet player on defense as well, too, coming up uh, right after this. So, again, we're talking about one player who's going to have a sweet year. I was walking through the candy store the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at the caramel apples, and I was looking at the chocolates, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be so fat after this trip. But then I thought to myself, you know, I wonder who's going to have a sweet year for the Broncos on defense. We talked about offense. Yes. We talked about the tight ends. We talked about the running backs. I do want to go to the defensive side, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also challenge you here, Tori, because, look, Let's take Von Miller out of it. Let's take Bradley Chubb out of it. Th- these guys are very easy, low-hanging fruits. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna even challenge you further. I'm gonna take Chris Harris Jr. out of this as well, too. Okay? He didn't even make the top I know, 100. I know he's a. I know he's a great player, <laughs> but we know what we're getting out of Chris Harris Jr. All right, Jr., fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, off the wall for 200 here, uh, because I think this player is has been really great in preseason training camp. And, and I think it's just going to be an absolute stud for the Broncos this year. Maybe one of the more underrated. I don't think he's going to be the better player than maybe a guy like Justin Simmons, mm-hmm. who I would also love to see. But I think Shelby Harris is going to have a tremendous year for the mm-hmm. Denver Broncos. Uh, look, first of all, money on the line. Okay, uh, could, could see a big payday. That is a motivating factor. Shelby Harris is just one of those guys that just has a motor, man. He you know. just has a motor, and I'm going to turn back to the uh, Pittsburgh game last year. I know everybody wants to talk about his interception and mm. how he sealed the game. It was a great interception. I get it, athletic play. It's it it's it's the at the feet of Ben Roethlisberger, push up the middle that he had several times in that game that the, the rushed pass for the interception. I know they ended up getting a long touchdown, but that was because of the defender falling. Uh, but he was basically disrupting Roethlisberger, who just had to put up a prayer, and it just so happens the defender slips. Um, Shelby Harris is one of those guys that is just putting a real impact on the Denver defense, and we have not seen them have a rush up the middle in quite some time since 2015. Yes. And look, I don't want to say poor man's Malik Jackson, okay? But if he plays that kind of role where they have those kind of pass rushers that we know that they have, they have that kind of secondary that we know that they have, they're missing pieces inside linebacker and a rush up the middle. And if you get a rush up the middle from Shelby Harris, look out. We're talking top five, top, if not best, defense in the league. I think Shelby Harris is going to have a very, very good year. I like it. I like
0: that. If I can't go with Chris Harris, you know, like I did point out he was uh, outside of the top 100 as far as, um, but I will go uh, with the other guy and Bryce Callahan. Uh, He is very familiar with Vic Fangio being under him uh, with the Bears. He only had uh, two interceptions, but he was the uh, like the nickel package corner. Uh, You had Prince of Mukamara and Kyle Fuller on the outside for the Bears. At under as far as turnovers go, Chicago Bears was number 1 enforcing turnovers. Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller both had 7 and 6 interceptions respectively, and I think that you can have that big jump with Bryce Callahan just because of the familiarity and also as well as he's stepping into the starter role. And more reps. And and more reps, exactly. And I'll go with the point of everyone knows that Chris Harris Jr. and what kind of reputation that he has, so they're going to have to throw to the opposite side of the field, and that's where Bryce Callahan can kind of feast. He only had two interceptions last year. But with more reps, I think that he can jump that number up to about five or
1: six. But let's also remember too: a corner is never graded based on interceptions either. Yeah, I mean, there there are corners who have had years where they have one to two interceptions because nobody wants to throw their way. Yes, you know we saw that year after year after year. Everybody was always complaining. Why doesn't Champ Bailey have more interceptions? Well, it's like no, literally <laughs> they don't want to throw to the entire side. Yeah. of Champ Bailey. Because yeah, it's like why would you? You know that that is a mistake. It kind of has this same feeling with Chris Harris Jr. I think if you're Derek Carr and you're thinking, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pick our matchups with Antonio Brown, but we have an opportunity to, you know, maybe test this new kid, this Bryce Callahan, and then all of a sudden here comes this pass rush bearing down. And you gotta throw the you gotta get the ball out of your hands very quickly. I think that, I think you're exactly right. I think Bryce Callahan gonna have a lot of opportunities to potentially. Um, emerge as a player I think that a lot of people don't think there's going to be production from. I, I, I don't know why. I just have this feeling that a lot of people think, oh, well, it's Chris Harris Jr., it's Will Parks, it's Justin Simmons, it's you know the new guy, Kareem Jackson. You know Bryce Callahan kind of floated under the radar as like, the, he was the best nickel guy, period, across yeah. the board. Yeah, It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for him. I year.
0: think it's more of the fact that he is stepping into a starter role so we're going to see him on a consistent basis. And how, as far as skeptics, uh, how can he manage being consistent and, and playing at a high level when you're on the field uh, constantly, as opposed to just in specialty packages?
1: All right, I'm gonna we're gonna add one more to this little discussion. Let's take a sweet player on special teams, okay? Because we talked about him. I want to give him a little bit of love, Brandon McManus. I really think he's going to be uh, look. I don't want to take away from the offense. Okay. I don't want to say the offense uh, is is going to be terrible or anything like that, but I I do want to give some love to Brandon McManus because he has been tremendous in training camp. He's been tremendous in preseason. He had only one miss, which was the block at the literal end of preseason. Up until then, he has been deadly accurate. He is a great kicker with a great leg. He is clutch. Uh, I think he's everything you want. Um, Look, We'll see what they have in Deontay Spencer. Okay, I, I I don't necessarily agree, and I've talked about this on the podcast before with the idea of losing River Craycraft. Yes, just a somebody who is a somebody who gave you no reason to let go of him, you still let go of. And now you have to deal with this guy who has never played in the NFL. Okay, I get it. Preseason, he had some, you know, opportunities with uh, Pittsburgh. He played with the uh, Red Hawks or or whatever it is uh, in CFL, the Argonauts. It's not the NFL. It's not the NFL. If this guy goes out and fumbles or muffs a punt, all of a sudden everybody's going to be pointing at the coaching staff and saying, "What the hell are you doing, Tom McMahon? I mean, seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not been a huge fan of Colby Wadman. I've said that before on this podcast. Uh, What do you think overall on their special team side of things? Do you like where they sit? Uh, Is there somebody that maybe you think emerges more than, than another? You know what? Uh, I am.
0: I am going to take uh, Deontay Spencer. Okay, that's that's who I'm going to take as far as my sweet player. Just on the fact of I know River Craycraft. He is a reliable guy. He has no turnovers last year or in the preseason. Um, however, it's not. Maybe it is for for most teams about just securing the punt. But you need a guy that that can flip the field sure. or maybe make. The offense, as far as give them a shorter side of the field or make a play happen, and River Craycraft isn't that type of no, guy. He's you know, he's that safe option. Uh, and yes, you go riskier. Maybe you lose a fumble or two. But would you take a fumble or two over flipping the field, maybe eight or nine more times, sure. or maybe getting a touchdown? Well, and, and I think that's, that's something that I think that you can maybe see out of Spencer. He has that potential to do that.
1: And I think that's a very valid point because look, when we, we chatted with River Craycraft one on one after that final regular season in the locker room and I asked him. I said hey when that ball's in the air what are you thinking he said house call every time I appreciate that answer (laughs) but let's be honest Uh, River Graft, house call I I don't think that's going to happen but yeah I, I would agree with you if he flips a field let's just say he gets what four opportunities a game, game, yeah. one per quarter, okay? yes. four opportunities a game. If he was to flip the field in one of those four and do that over a 16-course game, I would take a muffed punt or two for 16 flipped fields yes. and maybe a touchdown or two. Also, I would
0: take that. Yeah, also, and I want to point out again, last year, as far as – Special teams, as far as punt returns, Denver ranked last. Yes, They average 4.4 yards, uh, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get no turnovers, but you're also going to get 4.4 yards per punt. Uh, uh, return and I think that you want something more and and that's why they took this risk because they needed something to kind of spark their special teams you know what you're going to get out of Brandon McManus like you said he's a he's a sniper and that's someone that you can rely on making a 50 yard field goal and he's money from 40 yards and in so you want that kind of versatility and that kind of playmaker ability out of your punt return game as well.
1: It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, joined by Tori Rees. Tori, where can they find you on Twitter? Talented Tori, T O R R Y. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E. The letter K Radio on Twitter. Coming up in the next couple editions of the Broncos Blitz Podcast, going to be uh, joined by uh, some guests who are going to talk about the AFC West. I want to preview the AFC West because, of course, let's see, we got Kansas City in that offense. We got uh, everything happening in Oakland. I I mean, my God, you know, they just got everything going on. Uh, Or L.A. or Las Vegas, whatever the hell you want to call them right now. Um, And then, of course, there's the Chargers, who, look, they're dealing with a lot with the Melvin Gordon situation. And, again, I don't know what it is. Every year the Chargers get hit with injury it's like at some point don't you got to start looking at like the strength and conditioning coach or something like that Yeah, every single year like they lose derwin change they're just tremendous safety it was his injury in
0: college though that's what happened the plate or the screw or something but yes yeah. every year they have some and it has to be their secondary yeah, too it's
1: hunter henry or it's <laughs> melvin gordon or uh, their their uh, previous trade boston yeah I, it's just like i it's like gosh I don't know why. Jason Verrett. Happened. Jason Verrett, Yeah, That was the name I was trying to think of. I just I don't know why it happened. So we'll be checking in on the AFC point being and uh, see where the Broncos stack up. I know a lot of national media not super high on the Broncos. They're talking about the Broncos on their podcast to say, like, we'll check in with the Raiders. Don't know what's going on there. We'll check it with the Broncos. Oh, they got Joe Flacco and some new head coach. Like, that's what they're saying, right? So we'll see what they have to say about their team, and we'll go head-to-head and tell them why. Maybe the Broncos will be a little bit better than what some nationals will rank them as 2-14 and or 4-12. and They'll be a far better team than that. So it's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Ah, chef's kiss. Mamma mia. Go on over there. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. And, of course, like I mentioned, some of those brews over there, Colorado. Home natives, making it just tremendous over there at TAP14. Spell out the word 14 for me, TAP14.com. That is it for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, if you want more info on the Broncos, discussions, breakdowns, debates, player audio, interviews, all that great stuff, it is at milehighsports.com. And, of course, you can follow my reaction as uh, we'll have this podcast out, of course, as a daily podcast all season long, and then on top of that, hey, coming up, well, in the next couple podcasts, like I said, we're going to have a couple special guests, we're going to be talking to uh, players, athletes, coaches, and then, of course, well, in the near future as well too, previewing, Broncos Week 1, finally! The regular season is here. Oh, geez, it's been so long. Regular season finally coming up on Monday night as the Broncos and Raiders square away, and we get the 2019 season started for better or worse. So, Broncos Blitz podcast, you can find it more at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. We're all done. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio, on Twitter. And, of course, like I mentioned, find all kinds of Broncos info at MileHighSports.com. That's milehighsports. Com. See ya, y'all.